Welcome to Joy Sounds, music you need to know, presenting the brightest emerging and breaking artists. This podcast is about who's next and who you will want to follow. And who knows, you might discover your next favorite artist. Here's your host, Chris Sampson. Thank you so much, and it's great to have you with us for another episode of Joy Sounds, music you need to know. On today's show, we feature the songwriting and production duo of Vikram Devastali and Ross Guerin. Vikram is an accomplished jazz trombonist who was raised on the Beatles and has an obsession with language. Vikram is always striving to craft his lyrics to the standards of the previous masters like Stephen Sondheim, and it shows. Ross is a musical chameleon who splits his time as a harmonica player, keyboardist, and producer in the pop, jazz, and classical worlds. With several EPs to their credit, Vikram and Ross create very smart and exceedingly well-crafted songs. During the show, Vikram and Ross perform three songs live from the Joy Sound studio. They perform The Battle of Attrition, I Can't Find the Words, and Let Down Your Guard. So here is Vikram Devastali and Ross Garin opening today's show with The Battle of Attrition on Joy Sounds. Sometimes it chooses you I'm tired and it shows But I know I'll make it through They said to put our weapons down Come out with our hands held high They'll make a mess of our hometown Unless we're prepared to die I don't want to brag But I got a full bag of ammunition And the battle of attrition Can't be won But I'll always soldier on To cease at a reasonable cost, but I have bled my savings dry in search of an outstretched hand. And if my mother has to cry, then I have to take a stand. If I'm taking the fall, I'm giving my all for the tradition. Cause the battle of attrition can't be won But I'll always soldier on I heard a discouraging word There is a logic to surrender But I'm not finished with this bender Return that zappy top descender I'm a cuckoo bird Friends are full of doubt And they know I wish them well But there's a solitary voice That tells me the cause is just And it has left me with no choice I'm going for boom or bust I'm crossing a line 
up to the nines in superstition Cause the battle of attrition can't be won But I'll go on and fight it till I'm gone The battle of attrition can't be won But the war is raging on And that was Vikram Devastali and Ross Guerin performing The Battle of Attrition. And it's my pleasure to welcome to the Joy Sound Studio, Vikram and Ross. Welcome, guys. Thank, Thank you for having us. Yeah. What a cool song. This is your new single. Tell me uh, how this song came about. So I got a text from our friend John Schroeder, great guitar player. This is apropos of nothing. He just said, can you write a song called the Battle of Attrition, and so I did. That was it. So he just gave you the prompt and the title. Yeah. Did he have anything behind that? Why, what motivated John to want to have a song with that title? Nothing that he told me. Okay. I thought about. <laughs> I thought about asking him, and then I thought maybe it would be better if I didn't. Typically, one would say War of Attrition, at least in my experience. But since he went with Battle, I thought, okay. I can work with that. And the performance that we just heard, stripped down acoustic performance, is really different than the studio recording. So uh, between the two of you, how did you guys go about producing this particular record? I uh, gave the song to Russ more or less in the form that you just heard. And then Russ had this drummer he wanted to work with. What's his name? A guy named Dean. I actually don't 100% know how to pronounce his last name. I assume Anschutz. But I know him uh, as the drummer for a band named Red Wanting Blue. He, his band, and my wife, Chelsea Williams, are on the same record label. So I've gotten to see them play a few times. He also, from my understanding, leads or is part of a proper classical percussion ensemble. So he plays marimba and vibes and timpani and all the things that are drum adjacent, but many drummers don't have in their arsenal. Vikram... Our project together has always been an opportunity just to try different things. I think neither one of us is too precious about things that, you know, I I feel pretty confident that we could work with different people and send things around to people we haven't worked with necessarily and, and come up with something cool and exciting and perhaps way different than anything that would have happened had we uh, had a very specific vision and gone in and tried to nail it. We're not very precious at the beginning and then we're very precious at the end. Ah, that's good. I think if you can be both, it's better than being just one. I know both of you are really active musicians in the Los Angeles area. Vikram as a trombonist, Ross as a harmonica player. You guys do plenty of uh, touring. Where does this project fit into your overall music activities? Because you guys got so much going on. I guess for me, the music that I listened to early on in my life was all songwriters. And so in spite of the fact that my experience of actually playing music started with being in band and then going to this jazz studies program and getting this like very hardcore live performance instrumental education, those songs were always there. Yeah, I mean, I can't really think of another time in human history when pretty much anyone of pretty much any means can make pretty much any kind of music. Given that that's the case, it seems to me that it behooves songwriters to write and record and play the things that they actually want to do. I first came to know you as a jazz trombonist. And of course, it's human nature. That's what I get locked into as sort of the your identity. You know, when I thought of Vikram, 
equivalent to jazz trombonist. And so it was a real happy surprise for me to actually discover that you were a songwriter. I always love it when people get the wrong idea. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's this, there's this look on people's faces that's not quite happiness, <laughs> but it's a sort of just like confusion, like like you've been holding out on them and, you know, what else have you been hiding from I me? I love that. That's awesome. So I'm more than happy for people to think that I'm just a trombonist or not, perhaps not a musician at all, that I just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, let I'm, that still be a surprise was, what you play too That's yeah amazing. i'm happy for them to just wonder <laughs> what, what's he building in there yeah, right. what the hell is he building in there well i know you both have uh, a jazz background and as you were saying is is that it works its way into your writing and it's very different than the tune that we heard at the top of the show the battle of attrition it's it's more evident in like a song of i can't find the words that's where i start to hear your jazz vocabulary jazz song form all all come in and i suppose these days kind of a fusion of different influences is is probably more the norm than than in any other era just because of how accessible information is and russ wrote like an eight bar piano idea and he sent it to me and and I worked it up into a pretty standard, like, AABA mm-hmm. 32 bar standard song. And then somewhere along the way, it, it changed a little bit. Vic has a superpower of being able to write extremely quickly, you know? Uh-huh. If you need, like, a whole album by the end of this podcast, he's your guy. All right, good to know. But with that song, I'm not sure I would call it a jazz song, even though the harmony is certainly could, could easily be that. Right. Um, no, the labels are tricky. Yeah. You know, I, like I said, I can hear your jazz background, but I, I'm not sure if I would call this a jazz song It would be either. super easy for that to be a normal, a song that people played at a jazz gig for sure, yeah. you know, in, yeah, some, yeah. in some iteration. And, and I, you know, I just remember sending it to him and him coming up with that great lyric. And then you must have added that section. Well, yes, this was the biggest rewrite in the sense of Russ just kind of saying there was some lyric that wasn't working for him. Okay. And I think when Russ imagines writing a lyric, it's like, oh, we'll just change that lyric <laughs> and then we'll get on with our day. Mm-hmm. And when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, no, like that lyric is like connected to all of these other lyrics in a certain way. So it's not a question of rewriting that one lyric so much as it is really a question of rewriting the whole song, which I'm prepared to do, though like one day's notice wouldn't be completely out of line, especially in that style of songwriting. All those songs from the Great American Songbook, they're like miniatures by master painters. Yes. Like everything fits together in a very particular way. And so I wanted everything in this song to fit together in that way. Well, the song we're talking about is I Can't Find the Words. And if it's okay, I'm going to ask you guys to play it for us. Yeah. So this is Ross Garin on piano and Vikram Devastali on vocal performing I Can't Find the Words on Joy Sounds. In my head is morning glow Singing melodies grow Major thirds ringing I can't find Everything changed From the rose beds I had arranged 
find the words A picture can summarize a lifetime for good Pictures can tell more lies than words ever I was coffee, now I'm cocaine Like Miss Muffet, eating her curds I can't find the words And when the spider came I was almost scared to death But still I played his game Till I had no breath My whispers Will slowly fade To dull silhouettes Whispers that serenade the sun As it sets Voices And that was I Can't Find the Words by Vikram Devastali and Ross Guerin. What a beautiful song. If you love Joy Sounds and want to join me in supporting these amazing emerging artists, I'd be so grateful if you visited patreon.com slash joysoundsmusic. That's patreon.com slash joysoundsmusic. And sign up for a monthly subscription. All proceeds go towards the production costs of making Joy Sounds. So by signing up at any level, $1 a month, $5 a month, or whatever, you'd be making a direct impact to keep Joy Sounds on the air and available for emerging artists. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Now let's get back to our conversation with Vikram and Ross. Now that we've had two songs as part of the show, The Battle of Attrition and I Can't Find the Words, what are the range of the influences? What, what, what have you both been listening to that you sort of becomes part of your DNA and becomes part of your expression? For me, the first thing is the Beatles, for sure. I used to fill up our six CD disc changer at home with all these Beatles records, and I would just like stand in front of the speakers and just listen for hours. And I think that if you really needed to, like if the bomb hit and you needed to recreate all of Western standard practice, harmony, melody practices, you could do worse than to have all of the Beatles music. <laughs> like a little bit of all of it is in there. I'd love to hear how your trombone relates to your vocal style and your vocal style relates to your trombone playing. The trombone is pretty limited compared to, and there are things that the trombone can do that no other instrument can do. 
But if you're 17 years old and you're at a jam session and someone's just counted off a tune at like 250 beats per minute and like <laughs> like the saxophone player plays a blizzard of notes and then the piano player plays a blizzard of notes and then like the trumpet player and the drummer and then it gets to you and you're like, well, should I, should I just leave? I, I don't, I don't get it. And so, you know, vocally I, I've never had a huge range and I think that playing trombone was very good practice for working with a voice like that. If I maybe had been like a shredding pianist, that that might have been much more deflating for me. Right. The distance between my ability on like one instrument and my ability on another. Uh, Having seen you in so many contexts for so many years, I think you're really masterful at impact, having impact and knowing how to play your hand most effectively. You know, I've I've seen Vikram play, you know, he's talking about guys playing blizzards of notes at up tempos and stuff, but I've seen, you know, countless times where maybe you you don't have that kind of speed that that some of those other instrumentalists on different instruments might have, but you would have as much or more impact. I'm not exactly sure why, but be, because of the way you use what you have. Yeah, I mean, you could certainly say that trombone <clears throat> is the awkward kid who learns how to do magic tricks so that the bullies <laughs> won't pick on him. And just the fact you're interested in songwriting, I feel like is an extension of trying to have that kind of impact. Yeah, I mean, that part of it has a lot to do with words, which, mm. you know, that used to be a category in writing that was held in very high regard. Like, this person is a lyricist, does not write the music, maybe has some hand in shaping it, right. but... Maybe not. I mean, all of those great American songbook writers, the standard was that you wrote the you lyric had, you first. You had an Ira Gershwin. I read Stephen Sondheim's book, Finishing the Hat. Love that book. There's a lot of soft talk that goes around about songwriting and inspiration and all these things. And it was so bracing to just read this guy who's like, this is how you do it. There's a right way. There's a wrong way. And I want to do it the right way. And going through other people's lyrics and talking about how they fall short of that mark and going through his own lyrics and talking about how yeah. they fall short of that mark. And I just thought, oh, this this guy is obsessed with language in a way that I have always been, but I was just much fuzzier about it. And I don't, I don't want to be that way. Yeah. It's always annoyed me, for example, when people say like, I don't know if this song is finished. Like to me, knowing that a song is finished is your only job. <laughs> <laughs> If you if you can't do that, then you should probably just pack it in. I know that's harsh, but I really do feel that way. Like yeah. that that feeling of like stepping away from the desk and thinking like, oh yeah, that's that's it. And I don't think we're going to hear it on this episode. But Ross, I consider you a virtuoso harmonica player. Have been on numerous recordings and uh, been able to tour with Ben Folds. So, uh, what are some of your influences? I, I remember listening to Beethoven as a kid. I remember listening to Elvis and Dion and Aretha Franklin as just a little kid and being uh -huh. really excited about that. But it was, you know, really in middle school playing blues with some friends and, and getting really excited about harmonica and a lot of the uh, music in American perspective that includes harmonica, but mm -hmm. which, which would be for me was pretty much blues, you know, a little bit 
of Stevie Wonder and a little sure, bit yeah, of yeah. a few other things, but pretty much blues. My basic memory is being super into that style of music as a kid. And as I started playing with my friends, that kind of music, they, the, my friends at that time that I was playing with, the McKay brothers and Aaron Forbes, you know, those guys all kind of eventually moved. They got excited about Stevie Ray Vaughan and electric kind of stuff. And eventually uh-huh. that moved towards like Robin Ford yeah, and yeah. Yellow Jackets. And the music got a little more sophisticated but was still blues-based, but all of a sudden there's these other chords showing up that you sound really bad playing certain types of things that used to sound good, and they sound bad over that chord now. And and that kind of moved towards playing jazz and and studying that kind of music. And I think jazz, jazz arranging kind of lent itself, especially when I went to college, to studying um, classical composition and orchestration in a sort of more formal, classical, you know, European kind of way that as it pertains to the kind of music that Vikram and I are working on, Bruce Hornsby always really excited me, probably because he's such a great pianist. and His use of harmony also is Yeah, is I really, think I got into really him great. as a piano player. And yeah. I, I got to record with him last year, which was really exciting. Very cool. So guys like him, Ben Folds was the same thing. He was one of my guys that I loved at that time um, for the same reasons. You know, he, he's like Little Richard meets Burt Bacharach, but with... <laughs> awesome lyrics that are unrelated to either of those guys and he could have a beach boys like sophistication but at the same he just seemed like a master of uh, all things that related to his universe who could be very virtuosic in his playing and his orchestration but he could also be punk about it and and i i say the same kind of feeling I had about Elliot Smith. And so, yeah, like Bruce Hornsby, Ben Folds, Elliot Smith, John Bryan, these guys who had, uh, were writing songs, I guess, and yet had a high level of musical sophistication. I think that's kind of how I got into it. And from there, have come to appreciate uh, all kinds of different music that was that was largely off my radar as an aspiring jazz musician, classical musician. And our listeners can check out uh, your work on your Spotify page. So you've got uh, multiple EPs out currently, right? Correct. Also, they should check out the new single, of course, The Battle of Attrition. It's not surprising to me to hear that one of your formative influences uh, was the Beatles. Like the Beatles, who stopped playing live in 1966 and then sort of turned their attention to really focus on distinct songwriting and using the studio as sort of an instrument in and of itself, that almost sounds like the thrust of this particular project. Yeah. I mean, we're very uh, fortunate in that I think the Beatles... And I don't in any way denigrate the early part of their catalog because I think it's amazing, but there is a sense of doing what you have to do. Right. And then they reached a certain point where they didn't have to worry about that anymore. And that's where we get to start. You know, we don't have to play a million rock covers, which again, I mean, I listened to Twist and Shout or like any of those songs that they recorded and they're incredible. But that's just not really our thing. So maybe we'll go in full reverse, actually. We'll start in the studio, <laughs> and then at the end, we'll just be touring. Well, neither of us is, at the moment, you know, committed to, to trying to make our living off this project. Do you find that liberating? That you don't necessarily have to rely on this as uh, a key element to make your living? 
for me, totally. I mean, yeah. um, I don't, I don't worry too much about you know dying tomorrow or anything. But if I did, I, I think it would be kind of a drag if your last thought was, "Man, I spent all my time like trying to get my numbers up." <laughs> and now it's over. Yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. Whereas if your last thought is, you know, like we made some some things that were meaningful to us and hopefully to some other people, then. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's a fair shake. This has been a great afternoon getting a chance to talk to you both. I really appreciate it. But before you go, I'm actually going to ask you guys to close out with one more song. And specifically, let's have you play Let Down Your Guard. What can you do to set up this tune for us? I think America needs a makeup song right now. And this is my humble offering. This EP, Good Clean Fun, is the first one. I think, d- does anyone else play on this EP? No. Yeah, uh, Not that I can recall at the top of my head. So that was the first one that we did that way. I always felt kind of self-conscious about like recording guitar. Not because I can't do it, but just because I know so many sure. hellaciously good yeah, guitar right. players yeah, yeah, right. that my instinct was always like, oh, let's just get one of them. And <laughs> That record thus far of the ones we've put out is the one I'm most proud of. You know, if people were to check out our catalog, you'd find that each EP tends to be kind of themed in a certain way. More, I'd say, on a production side of things, just we decided to do it with John Schroeder on guitar in this one, or we decided to do it with drums and bass, or, you know, and and they kind of have a certain consistency in that EP. And over time, I think trying to find ways that feel increasingly more more us you know or more uh-huh. like uh whatever the most mature and eloquent presentation of what we can do or what we are when i first asked you about let down your guard your your first reaction was you thought that america needed a makeup song uh expand on that yeah it's uh people are angry it doesn't really seem like that is a productive way of litigating our public discourse yeah. uh, is just trying to outdo each other in terms of how much contempt we can show for people we disagree with. And so this is a song, you know, it's, it's, it's really, I really tried to avoid making it romantic. So in the traditional sense of like, oh, I did all the stupid things that boyfriends do and now I'm apologizing to you. It's a little more vague. Yeah. It's a little more like, oh yeah, I said something that I didn't mean to say and we're in this together and yeah so that kind of makeup it's a bit okay so it can be um thought of a bit more globally that's the idea vic ram and ross thank you so much for talking uh with us and sharing your music today this has been awesome really appreciate it to close out the show we're gonna have vic ram devastali and ross garen perform let down your guard thanks guys thank you thanks for having us It was something I said Your eyes were blue but now they're red Even though I didn't mean it It's a mess and I can't clean it I just want to make nice So I'm only is just name your price And I swear that I will pay it All you gotta do is say it Well, I don't think it's gonna be easy But that don't mean it has to be hard And I promise to Make it up to you 
Cause I was being a pain There wasn't much I had to gain I was feeling like a martyr So I pressed you even harder I was sure I was right And I was spoiling for a fight I was feeling so conceited Now I only feel defeated But I'm learning the value of holding What I tried like a fool to discard And I promise to make it up to you If you promise to let down your guard Let down your guard Let down your guard Let down your guard At the end of the day I'm in your corner, come what may Sometimes I forget to show it But I wanted you to know it I get stuck in my head With other lives I might have led Till I feel I'm overflowing And I don't know where I'm going But I hope that you're going there with me Though your feet may be weary and scarred And I promise to make it up to you If you promise to Let down your guard Let down your guard and follow Joy Sounds wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on all social media platforms using the handle at Joy Sounds Music. Are you an artist who would like to be on the show? Visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com for more information. Until next time, this is Joy Sounds, music you need to know.